Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now, here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Bryant. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program. Brought to you by your Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, we are collectively known as the Caring Place. In fact, you can always find us on our website, caringplace.org. We are reaching out to the homeless and hungry in South Florida. We are feeding the hungry, we are caring for the poor, and we're helping to change lives every day. Well, usually you hear my husband, Reverend Ronald Brummett, uh, open up Mission Possible. I am Marilyn Brummett, his wife. I'm the VP of Development here at the Mission. And I'm privileged today to actually have another staff member uh, help me uh, with our introduction of Mission Possible, I have with me Gary Cooper, and Gary Cooper is a case manager on the Miami campus at the at the Center for Men. Gary, it's great having you here today. It's good being here. Well, Gary, um, there's a lot of things that we can talk about. You know, just two nights ago here at the Mission, we had something called Night of Joy, and wow. What that was amazing. What was that like? Oh man, the night of joy was awesome. Everyone came out for praise and worship, and just they just had a good time praising God. That's right. We had about twelve different uh, bands from different faith partners and churches in the area. The talent was just off the chart. It was amazing, and we just had a time where we just praised and worshiped the Lord. Um, our faith uh, liaison on staff is uh, Patricia McFoy. She helped put this whole thing together with all of our faith partners. Thank you, faith partners. Uh, we couldn't do the things we do here at the mission at any of our campuses if it wasn't for our faith partners. Uh, they came together, put this night together, and not only our residents uh, were able to participate, but we had so many people 
uh, from the outside. Uh, they did pay uh, tickets of $15, but see, that money went to the uh, renovation of the, of the chapel. That's, that's what we need to do. We need to renovate our chapel. And so the monies um, are going towards that. Uh, also, Gary, your wife works at the mission. Yes, she does. What, is, what does she do? She's the volunteer coordinator. And what's her name? Vanessa Cooper. That's right. Boy, Vanessa, she is such an amazing woman. She is the volunteer coordinator on the Miami campus, and she had something special she was doing yesterday. Do you know what that was? Uh, that was field day. Yeah, and it was for our Meals a Month partner. You say, well, what's that? Well, that's um, people that have said, you know, we're going to sponsor five meals or ten meals. Uh, I have some sponsors that that sponsor 100 meals a month. You know, it's pretty amazing. And we have these little cards that we give to you that says you are worth it, that you can carry in your car. You can give it to someone that comes. Maybe they're panhandling. And they're coming to your car, and they want something. We give them, you know, we encourage you to put little bags together, um, maybe of hygiene or, you know, some cookies, you know, crackers or something like that. And then say, as a meal month partner, hey, I've already paid for your meal. And uh, give them the card, give them something. And it's pretty amazing. You know, I, I had a story one time, Gary, that somebody told me that they passed out that card, and they said, that the gentleman who took it said you are the third person to give me this card wow that's awesome isn't that amazing so i think i think that particular giving partner said to them do you think god's trying to tell you something (laughs) you know you need to get off the street right amen well gary you you are a case manager so you deal with so many different men tell us a little bit behind the scenes um, what what's your experience? Well, I mean, sometimes it's you know it's sad to see guys come in, you know, um, try to help them get back what they lost to get you know their needs met, to you know to send them places they need to go to, you know, to take care of different things and you know different issues. Um, I just try to be there for them, you know, because um, someone was there for me because I'm also a graduate of the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Center. So Yeah, you actually graduated the Broward program. Yes. Yes. And so you went back to school. Went back to school to get my addiction certification and addiction studies. So, you know, that's just something I wanted to do for me to have, you know. It's amazing. I love the Miami Rescue Mission. Well, you're kind of famous around here because you do so much. I know you're a case manager, but you're also a group leader. Um, so when people say they have to go to group, what is that? Well, it's a group is a place where everybody come together and basically, you know, it's confidentiality. So you just put out your problems and issues and try to come together to try to find a solution. Yeah, so do you feel just like talking it out is really half the battle? Well, it's half the battle, you know, but it, it comes down to a decision. You know, God give us our own free will to make our own choices and decisions, and that's what we need to do. Does it encourage one another as they as they talk it out? Oh, yes. You, have, you always have someone that's not really ready to share, but they hear somewhere, someone else sharing, and it gives them courage to open up their self. So talking about it helps people actually make a decision then to do something about it 
make them yes give them that courage to make that decision to you know to come to come forth you know because it's just like a a dumpster if you don't empty the dumpster the dumpster gonna overflow with junk wow so if we don't get that stuff out you know it's we're gonna we're gonna burst that was a great analogy i had a i had a visual there yeah you gotta you gotta empty it out so the dump truck has to go around though also and take it right exactly and here at the mission we believe that believe it or not that the dump truck that takes it away is jesus himself amen he takes that burden upon him that's the reason he died on the cross yes is to take all that garbage yes and he put it on him and is that the thing that sometimes gives the relief to uh, men and even our women as they begin to understand that he has done that for them yes i mean for me to know God is to have a testimony. If you have a testimony, it means that I've been there, I've done that, and God has broken, brought me back. Because, you know, we always have to give God the glory. Yes, that's right. And, uh, you know, sometimes we fight so much and so long trying to do it ourselves. And that, that really is the difference in Christianity is that Jesus has already done it. So my husband's told me many times, he said, Marilyn, do you have a do religion or a done religion? And the first time he said that to me, I didn't really understand it, but now I do. That Jesus has already done it. And now all I have to do is accept it mm-hmm. and allow him to take that burden, uh, that past, that sin. He's already taken, he's already covered it with his blood, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Amen. It's done. It's done. It's, it's done. It's done. And uh, we want our men and women to know as they come through the mission that it's been done for them as well. So how long have you been in case management? Um, I started off in guest service for one year, and I've been in case management for four years. For four years. Well, I hear great uh, testimonies of people who say that you have influenced them so much uh, I think you're one of the favorite case managers. We All of our case managers are wonderful. But uh, I hear your name often, and uh, it's always with a smile. And I know you're always there for your men when they graduate, and you're cheering them on and clapping and just uh, so proud of all the ones that have come through. Well, we have a lot uh, going on, and uh, I'm going to actually be talking to Leanne Navarro in just a moment because we have an upcoming gala uh, in on October the 12th, Unmask the Masquerade. This is going to benefit women and children. It's going to be at the Ritz-Carlton in Coconut Grove. We are very excited about this gala. Uh, you can go to the website caringplace.org slash gala to get a ticket for $125. And uh, we want to really have as many people um, that, that can come. We have seats for 300 uh, people uh, for the gala. So Leanne and I are going to be talking a little bit more about that. Gary, thank you for sharing a little bit about case management. Um, of course, I know you want uh, prayer and you want prayer for our men um, as they come through this life-changing regeneration program here at the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Center. So I'll be back in just a moment, and uh, Leanne will be with me uh, sharing a little bit more about the gala. Well, it's always wonderful to talk to people who are in the community 
making a difference. But today, um, it's going to be Leanne and me, Marilyn Brummett, Leanne Navarro. We're going to be the ones talking about the community and something that is benefiting women and children. So, Leanne, do you want to take a lead on this? Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here with you. And we are here to talk about our gala coming up on October 12th at 6 p.m. This is going to be, uh, for me, the very first event that we do with our cover girls in Miami that we're taking outside of the mission. So we're going to the beautiful Ricks Carlton Hotel. Uh, Just for that, I'm so excited because the hotel is just so beautiful. Uh, But you're right. This is an event to benefit women and children coming out of domestic violence and abuse, residing at our centers, graduating from our programs, you name it. Well, it's the reason it's one of the bigger events that we've done is because we've combined two volunteer groups at the mission, both in Miami and in Broward. Uh, Not only the cover girls, which you're kind of the lead person (laughs) over that, but also Girlfriends for Girlfriends is another volunteer uh, group of women. And actually, Leanne, I'm just going to take precedence here and say (laughs) Girlfriends for Girlfriends was before Cover Girls. Um, Cover Girls kind of came later, and you have a dynamic group. But Girlfriends for Girlfriends um, was the first focus group of women who say we're going to focus on the needs of women and children that uh, come out of abuse. And their focus was to make sure that when these women graduated the programs, that they had safe and affordable housing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we just know that there's never enough of that. And even though the mission does work with many agencies to find housing for um, our graduates, but we just needed more. And so... Yes. Girlfriends for Girlfriends right now are on their third multiplex housing units yes. uh, for women and children. They already have bought, renovated um, a housing unit in Hollywood, housing units in Miami, and this one is a housing unit in Pompano, fourplex. Uh, they're finishing that project, and of course, they're raising money for that. And you are raising money for the women who are actually in the centers. Which is so important. I mean, when you think about how much would it take to help one woman, we're talking about $60 a day. So if you make a donation of $60 a day, you're making sure that you're covering a woman to live at one of our centers. So, I mean, when you think about it, $60 is really not that much for yeah. the average, uh, you know, human being per se. Per se. And... But you're doing so much. The impact that you're creating with that donation. Uh, so but if you do $60 a month, you know you're taking care of one, one day, day for, for a whole family. It's exactly. not just one woman, but it's for her family because she has children that's with her. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because sometimes it's one child, but sometimes it's six. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see so it. So an average. And sometimes it's a child and the woman is also pregnant. I mean, I know that we've seen it, almost everything. We've seen it at the centers. And you that are listening right now can do so much to help us uh, in what we're doing. But I love the Girlfriends for Girlfriends also because when the women graduate from our centers, we don't let them go. I mean, we do let them go. Uh, but we continue but to not be alone. not alone. And we continue to be in touch with them. I mean, I love when the girlfriends make those phone calls and ask what are you missing in the house can we bring you a blender can we bring you a coffee maker what is it that you're missing and they go and they have housewarming gifts (laughs) and and so that is so important because that it can be terrifying after being in a shelter 
uh, after being in a center and being surrounded by people, it can be terrifying to go on your own mm -hmm. and feel that, oh my God, what do I do now? So I love the girlfriends for girlfriends for that. And then the cover girls were all about when you're here. So we mentor you one-on-one, -on -one. Uh, we spend time with the children, we help them with the homework. Imagine having six children and having to sit down with every child to do homework in the afternoon. We cannot do it without the volunteers. <laughs> yes, yes, it's wonderful. Now the tickets are $125. That's yes. very, very reasonable. I just got an invite to another gala. It was $175, and I've had $250 invites. <laughs> yes. So I have to honestly say, for $125, this is going to be an amazing evening of entertainment at the Ritz carlton in coconut grove i hope i've really enticed you because i'd like for you to go and purchase a ticket it's at caringplace.org slash gala and you'll see a, a little donate button it says for tickets and sponsorship now if you say you know i really can't go to the gala i really am not going to buy a ticket but i would like to sponsor women and children uh, you can also put in there an amount and just say i would like to sponsor now if you sponsor a thousand dollars or more we'll put your name in the program um, if it's less than that, we still need the money. We'll take any amount that anyone can give. And talking about the entertainment, right? I mean, I want to start with the wonderful MC. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have the beautiful Rita Berrios. She is a TV host. Uh, she's done many things in the community. Right now, she is uh, a host for the city of Coral Gables, and she'll be our MC. We're so honored. And somebody might remember her from Survivor. Yes, I mean, she was in the Survivor Fiji uh, version of Survivor, and. And um, let's talk about the singer. Well, Shelly Keeler. And uh, we have had her before at a past gala. She is absolutely awesome. She's bringing someone with her to sing. They'll be singing five songs. It's all, it's all going to be about women and children. Her voice is amazing. Angelic. I know. Angelic. <laughs> it really is. And then we have a pianist. Uh, yes, I mean, Clyde is our wonderful pianist. Uh, she, he'll be at the gala. Uh, when people are signing in and they're going through our wonderful silent auction, he would be entertaining our us. Our d'oeuvres and our drinks. Yes, and drinks. And, and he will be uh, playing the piano. I mean, I've seen him in his, his YouTube channel. He is really amazing. Uh, so he'll be joining us. And then we're going to have a band at the end, towards the end of the night. So that, so that we can all dance. Yes, <laughs> have a good time. So it's all, you know, this really is a, a benefit with a purpose. Yes. Um, yes, we want to have a good time, but we want to all know that we are being part of a solution to help women and children. And every time I hear about a woman that has, uh, you know, maybe she's coming out of abuse or she's maybe stayed too long and there was not a good outcome, we want to get that awareness out that there is hope, there is help for those who know that, listen, I'm I'm at a stage, I'm in a place that's now dangerous, yes. not only for myself, but for my children. I have to make a decision, and where can I go? And uh, the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers, well, Miami, the Miami campus has been helping women since the 70s. Yes. So they were one of the front runners of helping women and children in the state of Florida. Absolutely. So we not only have a women's center in Broward, also in Miami, and we have a new campus that we are getting ready yes. uh, in Miami Gardens that's going to be 
amazing. So we're very close to having that open. You can never do enough. And I always say that domestic violence and abuse, it hurts. And it, it should hurt the entire community. We all need to get together collectively to help the women and the children that need our help. And what a wonderful way to spend the night. Um, yes, dancing. Yes, mingling with each other, making new friends. But at the end of the day, we cannot forget the focus of the event. And the event is to bring awareness and to help victims of domestic violence and abuse. I don't want to run out of time without letting, giving you the, the website one more time. That is www.caringplace.org slash gala g-a-l-a uh, you can also call leanne here at the mission you can call marilyn i mean you can call any one of us we all the entire team knows about the gala and everyone anyone should be able to help you getting your tickets and it's only 125 dollars. yeah if you just call on the phone if you call 305-571-CARE and uh, just tell tell whoever answers the phone that I'm interested in the gala. They will put you through to us. So you can go to the website. You can give us a call. Uh, just just remember those tickets. They're $125. It's really inexpensive for the amount of wonderful time that you're going to have at the Ritz Carlton in Coconut Grove. And we're we're almost sold out, but we have tickets available, and we want you to be a part of it. So don't wait. I mean, That's this right. is this is the day that we need to. Um, do this okay well leanne thank you for uh, we interviewed each other today and we just wanted to promote this wonderful gala thank you for being with me and i was with you today well once again it's wonderful when we get to hear stories in the community about how people are making a difference and i just love finding out how people have an idea and then actually have a vision and make and put legs on that vision and actually make it work well i have with me today I have Catherine Mena, and uh, Catherine, you're sitting across from me here. You're young looking, but you had an idea. Tell us about it. Yes, so my idea came across about two months ago, and I felt inside of me that it's time to give back. I felt that this year, the beginning of the year, I already put a goal down, and it was give back. Um, I was still in school, so I don't make as much money. I'm still in debt with school. I just graduated. But I realized that we don't only have to give money to give back. And while cleaning out my closet and moving out of college, um, I had so much clothes to donate. And I decided instead of giving it to Goodwill that I know it won't give me any profit or it won't give any people what they need. Um, I decided to give it to the people in need, the people that don't have any. People that you see. That I see that need it, yeah. Yeah. And. um, Because all organizations are good and goodwill is good. Um, But sometimes you just want to have that um, extra of Mm -hmm. seeing, okay, so I'm giving something, actually, where did it go? Yeah, exactly. I want to help a lot. And um, so I just started. putting it out there in social media because I know if I'm able to clean my closet and I have a lot of leftover clothes, I'm sure. Now, what are you calling this This organization, project? yeah, is called We Bag It Up. Um, I decided We Bag It Up because it's a community thing. It's through social media, and um, that's the Instagram name as well, at We Bag It Up. And um, I just promote on what I'm doing and asked if anybody have any clothes to donate or to go ahead and clean out your closet. And in reality, so many people 
actually clean out their closet and realize that they have so much clothes that they don't need, so they keep stacking up clothes. And they just um, DM me and let me know that they have four or five bags ready to go, and I personally go pick them up. That's amazing. And then um, I have Googled two locations of where to donate, um, Miami Rescue and his house. Um, those are the main two locations where I've been donating. And um, i just been going out of since for about two months. Wow. Well, that, that is certainly um, amazing that you had that vision, but then you just didn't think about it. You actually did something about it. Uh, I, I just love that kind of story. So we were talking a little bit off air is, is that uh, you can actually then come to the mission, get involved in some of the focus groups like uh, cover girls which actually then you get to see where those donations are going Mm -hmm. how those women are being helped uh, because of the clothing that is given and we're always looking for professional clothing too because as they go out for jobs and things like that Mm -hmm. so that's pretty wonderful now you said your sister was helping you yeah so my little sister actually um designed the logo she she actually got the font um the bag that i have for for the media and she actually interviewed me as for one of her class projects because she does videography and she actually interviewed me and I was able to put that as more content in my in the page and well that is wonderful well you're gonna be listened to now by thousands and thousands of listeners so um, what's the Instagram name again it's at we bag it up at we bag it up now listen let's just overwhelm her this week and in this coming weeks and uh let's uh uh, let Catherine know that you're listening and you're going to call her for a pickup and she's going to make sure uh, that it goes to the right organizations now also we talked off air that uh, we also have a link to um, uh, a very special place in Abaco in the Grand Bahamas right now so uh, if you say that you want it to go to help those people tell her that and as she gives it to the mission we have a direct contact where that's going to go so just let her know that you want that to go to those victims of hurricane uh dorian so Catherine, thank you once again uh for talking to us and uh, don't forget at we bag it up let's call Catherine and have her come and pick up those bags god bless you Catherine. yes thank you for having me well once again this is always my favorite part of the program where we get to listen to someone story who's going through or has gone through life change and today i have with me ron and first of all let me say welcome to the program ron i'm glad to be here miss john well uh ron you know everybody has a different story sometimes there's some parallels but it's always your own and so today we're going to talk about you and uh, your life so let's go back into time go into your childhood what kind of a family did you have i know that your mother and father uh, were both living through most of your life so tell us a little bit about them um, my mother and father um basically they were both alcoholics um, but they're very, very good parents. Um, they're very loving and um, caring. And um, even through that situation, they made sure I had everything that I was supposed to have in life and um, made sure that I was able to go through my education well-groomed and um, 
make sure that um, on Sundays that we attended church. Uh, some of that downfall, you know, um, really affected in my life, you know. But um, all through that, um, they're very, they're very good and caring parents. Now, your dad, he was in the service. Yes, 20-year veteran. And you got to spend some summers with him actually on bases, right? Yes, ma'am. And um, it was it was a very um, invigorating time because um, being that um, my mom and my dad had, um, in first part of my life, they had been separated from each other because of his um, tours um, during duty. And um, and he would bring me with him on the summers, and we um, would spend time on the base and um, spend time together because I loved my dad very much. And... Um, and the time that we spent together was very, very good. You know, I cherished the moments. Now, did you have any siblings? Um, yes, I have nine sisters from um, my father's side and on my mother's side. Um, um, it's just me and a few brothers. But um, together, I should I have about 22, 22 sisters and brothers. Wow, that is a big family. Mm. So um, basically, when it wasn't summertime, you were spending time, of course, home, going to a school. And you did say that your mother always made sure you all were in church. We um, got together on church on Sunday, and um, they, um, my dad was um, was a Christian. Um, he he um, basically believed in um, um, the Catholic style of life. My mom, she was a Baptist, and she was always back home because she's from um, Georgia, and they... Um, always believed in being very very religious you know in, in their in their ways you know even though the downfall that they had you know in their life you know like um different um traits they had and, and like alcoholism and everything like that they still um believe and had the background that um they go to the lord and would help you know and for their situation so it was a little bit of a dichotomy there because um you know she did have that belief system and at the same time she was struggling with uh different things in her life and so um alcohol was that demon that affected both of them is that correct yes that's correct as you grew up and were in high school what did you do then was it good or was you is that when you kind of took a turn? I went up to um, the 11th grade, and uh, then I started really struggling. It was like being um, peer pressure. You know, I wanted to be one part of the crowd, you know, being like one of the standouts, you know, being known, you know. And really, drugs was um, my downfall, and I didn't find out until that until later on when I was having a problem with the principal and the office and everything like that. So I really had to cut my school in half at working and going to school, and I found out it was a problem then. Uh, we're going to come back in just a moment and pick up the rest of your story so we're at that point where you're really kind of going down maybe a wrong pathway but don't turn that dial because you want to hear the rest of Ron's story okay we are back with Ron he's in the middle of his story and he's telling us about peer pressure and uh, being in school so Let's pick it up right there, Ron. I, I really um, was going on a downhill fall, you know. Um, started going through a lot of problems with um, the law and problems with um, my friends and family. And um, I, I stopped school and um, I enlisted in Job Corps. And Job Corps took me to Kentucky. I had to leave my surroundings, my geographical area. And I left uh, Miami and went for Kentucky. Spent three years in Kentucky, um, got basically um, disciplined, got a lot of more added attraction in my life. I, I really got skills. I went to get me a skill, and I went to basically get myself together. And um, when, I, when I finished, I really had a quality of um, self-assurance that I, have, I had accomplished something. 
and um, looked forward to coming back to Miami and, and have my future goals on, you know, that, that I was shooting for. And when I got back from Job Corps, which was a tremendous experience and a wonderful gift from God that um, I had got my life together, um, it was a real challenge, you know, to come back and um, to be starting over all over again. Um, my mother had left, and I had to defend for myself. For one time in my life, I had to become a man. And um, that challenge was really, really hard for me. And I had to, um, I had to result to um, going back to my same crowd, my same surroundings, which I had for three years had got away from and, you know, just, you know, put behind me. But um, I tell you, it was a struggle. It was a real struggle. And um, the, the rest of my life, I had been going up and down and up and down, up and down my situation. And I started getting my God. Every time I started to get God in my life, um, I started leaving him behind also, you know. And it was like running away. It was like something tugging at my heart telling me that I need to come back to God. I need to come back to the right things that he was doing for me. That what was missing in my life. Because everything I was doing, you know, I didn't have God involved in it. So, um, when so, I, so basically, it seems like what you're saying is the God void, that God hole and that every human being has, has to be filled with something. And even though that you had gotten some good instruction and you knew that you could do jobs that you knew that you felt comfortable in and education all those things are important and we know those are important here at the mission but it seems like that that hole that you had uh, just wasn't completely filled in the right way uh, with the lord so i'm going to really fast forward because we don't have a whole lot of time to end this but through the your different ups and downs and there were times in prison times out in prison out but the thing that really seemed to bring you down was tell us all about your parents and and that loss oh uh, well um my parents and my, my my father and my mother was very very dear to me even though they had their, their shortcomings they they really really tried their best to bring me through life um with the skills and everything that's why they worked and did the things they do did so I couldn't, so I wouldn't have to go through what they went through. And um, basically, um, my dad and my mom ended up getting sick, had to be um, taken care of. So um, me and my sister um, sacrificed the last two life, uh, last two years of their life. We sacrificed our time to, um, which was more, which was a lot more or less than what we could give them, um, to take care of them for two years. And um, my mom died. My dad died first, and my mom died four months after him. And the, and the devastating tragedy um, almost took me to the brink of um, almost taking, you know, taking my own life. So, Ron, because we only have just a very short time here, yes, um, that is that depression that you went through after losing your mom and dad um, is really what led you to finally uh, to the Miami Rescue Mission, and you were brought here by a friend. And uh, so, but you are sitting here in front of me. You are very well-dressed. You are looked very highly here. What do you think is, just as a closing statement, what do you think is the difference now being here at the mission? Do you have something to look forward to? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, this program has, has brought many things to me. Um, the Miami Rescue Mission has 
brought um, together me um, between that void between me and God has um, built that bridge between me and him once again and this time I feel that the, the, the building block now is getting even stronger because I have a, a, a bond with God and I'm able to go out and live my life the way that I think I should live it. Okay, Ron, thank you so much for sharing your story. I know it's hard to do that, but you've done a great job, and hopefully it has encouraged someone out there to never give up, that there is a future, and God does have a plan for your life. Thank you once again, Ron, for sharing your story. Thank you very much, too, Ms. Martin, and God bless you. Well, I hope you enjoyed the testimony of Ron. You know, every time we hear a real life story uh, to me that is the essence of what we do at the miami rescue mission and the broward outreach centers it's all about changing lives and none of us can take credit for that uh, this is truly a program that god is the center of this ministry and we allow him to make those changes and all we can do i say many times you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink uh, but you can make him pretty thirsty if you give him some salt. And uh, so I think here at the mission, we try to give a, a lot of salt uh, so that men and women do become thirsty and know that God does have a plan for their life and that uh, there is hope and there is a future. We use Jeremiah twenty nine eleven here. I have plans for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future and not to harm you. So a lot of times people don't realize they've been harmed so much in this life that even as they come into the mission, they just think it's just another place that's probably going to heap some more stuff on me. But that is not the ministry of the mission. We are here to love on people, not judge their past, and allow them to know that God does have a hope and a future. Well, Gary, you were with me in the first part of the program here, and you are a case manager here at the Center for Men. You are an amazing case manager. I think you really kind of like your ministry. Yeah, I love being a case manager. Um, when I started off at guest service, it seemed that I was being more of a, how they say it, doing more security. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, and... I didn't feel I didn't feel that was my calling, mm -hmm. you know. But now, as being a case manager, you know, I try to get the guys to see, and I tell them about my story also, you know, where I came from, you know, how God led me to the mission, you know, what led me to the mission, and I try to inspire them by my story to give them hope. Yeah, that does make a difference because so many, when they first come to the mission, they they get introduced to a case manager. And many times, you know, they might say, well, you, you don't understand, you, you know, you don't understand what I've been through. But many of our case managers, not all, but many of our case managers are ones that either have graduated our program or another program. In fact, 40% of our staff are graduates from our own programs in Broward, in Miami. That's pretty amazing. People ask me so many times, do the programs really work? And I give them that statistic because we wouldn't be hiring um, our own people if they weren't successful. And I tell people that you'd be pretty surprised as to where they are plugged in 
uh, from very high up in the organization uh, to our kitchen workers uh, in our bargain barn. Just, just so many different positions that they have been plugged into. Well, there's a lot to remember. We have a gala coming up October the 12th at the Ritz-Carlton in Coconut Grove. It's going to be, um, all the proceeds are going to help women and children, abused women and children in our centers. Uh, the tickets are $125. There's still some tickets left. Oh, please, please, please go to caringplace.org slash gala. It's going to be an amazing night. Uh, lots of music, uh, singing, dancing. Uh, just going to be a, a tremendous night, and the need will be presented. And also, we are in uh, Pack the Pantry right now, which is our food drives. And we do need people to go out there and do the food drives, whether it's your organization, church, school, neighborhood. And once again, you can go to caringplace.org slash pantry uh, to help us with that. And, uh, Gary, I think you're a Meal a Month partner, are you not? Yes, I am, Meals of a Month. That's right. So you sponsor uh, Meals Every Month, and you're part of that kind of club. And uh, if you would like to sponsor Meals, you can go to caringplace.org slash meals. And uh, five, do- uh, five meals is $10 a month, or um, $20 is 10 meals a month. So it's $2 a meal. Whatever that God lays on your heart that you could sponsor would be an amazing help here at the mission. You'll get updates from us, and you'll, we'll let you know what's happening behind the scenes. So please uh, help us in some way. Pack the pantry. Be a meal partner. Come to the gala. Come volunteer. Remember, our website is caringplace.org. Well, Gary Cooper. Thank you so much for for actually sitting uh, with me today and talking about the mission. Uh, I'm Marilyn Brummett. I am the wife of our president, Reverend Ronald Brummett. He will be back with you again next Sunday morning at 8 a.m. for more Mission Possible, the good news program. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place www.caringplace.org What's it like to drive the Volvo XC90 plug-in hybrid? The thrill of a 400 horsepower T8 twin engine. The joy of impromptu road trips. And the serenity of electric power in pure eco mode. Visit a DMV Volvo retailer today to experience the XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid for yourself.